Hey everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim, and we talk about horror movies on this show. And in this episode we are delving into the fifth film in the Conjuring Cinematic Universe. It is The Nun. I mean, how do, how do, I mean, how do we feel so far? We're, we're two for two, right? Like, Annabelle 2 was better, uh, but it wasn't good. I liked it more than you. Uh, so, for me, it would be three out okay. of four. Alright. Um, I, I like the both Conjuring movies. Uh, the second one in particular, I think, is great. Um, and then Annabelle's terrible Annabelle creation is a lot better, but still kind of, you know, not past, like, mediocre for me. But, you know. Uh, I like it. Like, I wouldn't say it's, you know, like, I wouldn't put it on the same level as the first two Conjuring movies, but for me, it's, like, a, a definite, um, like, you know, it's not, like, a, uh, it would be, like, above mediocre, but I guess maybe below love, so kind of in the middle there. But above above <laughs> I, mediocre. I would, for it, though. <laughs> I would hope you've got a few things between mediocre and love time, you know, like, you know, late, sure, yeah. <laughs> really good, great love, yeah. you know, you've got a few things in I, there. I would say, I would say pretty good uh, for me. That's bold. <laughs> where, where does the boy land on this scale? Oh, I don't even know if you can measure that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tommy. So, I mean, so first of all, obviously, this is a different, another spin-off, right? We've had we've had the, the Annabelle and the, the, the prequel to that, and now we've got the Nun. And I don't know what my expectations were going into this because I felt like, well. It could be good, it could be bad. I don't know. Like, Annabelle sucked. So, I'm hoping the nun's better. I think there's more potential with the character. Well, I would say for me, my expectations were pretty high. Um, mostly because, yeah, again, I like most of the Conjuring movies, but also, and I think this is, again, something we disagreed uh, about a little bit, but the director, Corn Hardy's uh, mm. first movie, The Hallow, I actually liked a lot. Uh, so... For me, it was like, all right, Conjuring Universe, you know, the nun looks cool, and then Corn Hardy, like everything was like, oh, this is probably gonna be a slam dunk for me. So, for uh, yeah, me, I had pretty high expectations. Yeah, I don't know how you say say her name, Teza Formiga, I think I'll, I'll go with, but she, she's the younger sister of Vera Formiga, who's of course one of the main characters in the, the Conjuring movies. So clearly, our little sister got some work out of this. I like her a lot. I liked her in the Final Girls. I've liked her in all the stuff she's popped up in. Uh, so that was American cool. Horror Story. Um, I didn't like that show, so I, I quit after like an episode. But but I'll take your word for it. Um, but yeah, at she's, least she's good at it. Yeah, she's she's kind of becoming one of one of the modern screen. I feel like her Emma Roberts, who's also an American Horror Story, funnily enough, and um, uh, what's the name? Lulu Wilson, I think her name is. That's the kid in Annabelle Two and uh, Ouija Two, who oh, okay. <laughs> who is becoming the the mini Scream Queen. If you will, uh, but but I like Formiga, so I was like, okay, right, I like her. Um, potential here, we'll see how it goes. So as always, we'll start spoiler free. We'll get into spoilers somewhere in the middle, and we'll warn you before we do. So, uh, none pretty simple in terms of premise. It's set in Romania, uh, an abbey, it's this convent which is there to you know keep the evil at bay, like you know the the the, the hole in which the the nun will come into the world. Uh, they're there to constantly pray and stop it and then at the start of the film one of them commits suicide and this prompts the Vatican to send in their uh, their, their 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 priest investigator what was the phrase they used it was like it was like a a miracle something 
Miracle, Miracle or Man like, or something like that, or Miracle Finder or something. Yeah. There's, or there's some weird thing was like, um, or maybe that was just something he said where he like he investigates miracles or something. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but he goes in, but they say, hey, you're going to take this girl with you. She she has experience in the area, and he assumes that means she knows the the you know the land. She, she's been in Romania. She's not. <laughs> um, <laughs> obviously, it's going to be end up in something else. But uh, that's that's Formiga's character, Sister Irene, and she. Is not taking her final vows yet, but she's becoming a nun. But she's confused as to why she's been taken to this this mission, why they've recommended her. Uh, but they go off to Romania, and this guy named Frenchy, who found the dead body and knows the area, takes them into and he's he's their their guide into the, the abbey. And then, of course, creepy stuff happens, and that's basically all the plot you can say. That that, that is the without spoilers, that's the movie. Uh, so I'll ask the question, and I've been really curious, Tim, because you have been very coy. <laughs> over the weekend as to what your feelings were on the nun so with great reservation i I asked a simple question tim did you enjoy the nun you know sometimes you know after you see a movie like your instinct is to instantly go to twitter and be like oh my god this sucked or this ruled but then sometimes like maybe i should save it for the podcast Mm -hmm. (laughs) give pete some time to sweat um yeah i think I didn't hate it, but it's really not that good of a movie. Like, I feel like it, I, I think it's a huge mess. Um, and but I feel like it's a mess with like a lot of things that I like. Um, like there's like definitely like scenes and images and like you know like some mood stuff at points that I thought was you know pretty good, but man it's like everything is just mishmashed together like in this kind of pot that I, I feel like ultimately doesn't work um like there's one scene where you know someone is kind of giving like exposition uh, about like the history of the cathedral they're in and it is like so like there's so much in that and it's like you know two minutes and i'm like oh my god like you're really just gonna like f- blow past that like that is like an insane oh, story don't worry. that you just dropped and like don't worry when we get to spoilers we're going into that we're diving into that that, yeah. that section of the film so so there's a lot of stuff like that where i'm like okay i think this story is cool and oh this idea was cool but you know it feels rushed or you know glanced over or it's like all of a sudden they're onto this other thing that yeah it you know i, I hate to say it because again I, I really wanted to like it and it's like you know like i think it looks cool like i like a lot of like the sets and stuff like uh you know i I like castles and gothic stuff so there was a lot of like imagery that was cool but uh, it's ultimately yeah it's it's not that great i'm relieved tim because the way you were being withholding over the weekend (laughs) was making me worry that this was going to be 2018's the boy it really i was really worried about it because this movie was garbage and I was optimistic for as long as I could be. If I'm going to have be opt, if I'm going to be positive about anything, it's probably what I was expecting to like, and that's for Miga. I think her introduction, like her stuff in the first like act of the movie, she's she's very likable, she's very charismatic, and she kind of makes you, you know, draw you in a little bit just to care about her. But yeah. once the creepy stuff starts happening and it goes goes down its plot, all that just gets left behind, and it's just the the, the plot yeah. and what's happening. So it just all goes away. The moment though, where I just completely lost hope, because I, I was really not feeling it for the first like chunk, especially whenever there was like a scare. One of my big things. A is, lot of cliche jump scares. Cliche yeah. jump scares, but I think the, the worst thing for me was that 
there was a lot of moments where I could see the potential. Like, I, I feel like the, the most effective thing about The Nun and The Conjuring 2 was when she was just off in the distance and staring quietly, right? Now, admittedly, The Conjuring wanted to have a lot of jump scares and loud moments, but James Wan's very good at using those. He's very good at yep. having that and not feeling cheap about it. Like, just that's the part of the rage you're along for. As opposed to being there instead of like, oh, I don't know how to actually make this scary, I'm just going to put a loud noise on it. Here, there's like so many moments where... Uh, there's one moment when they first come to the cathedral, or soon after, where she kind of appears in a window, like up in the background, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought, that is a fantastic idea that it could be a great little quiet moment where you just notice her in the corner of your eye in the background not only do you get a loud noise as soon as it happens the camera instantly cuts to shore like up close <laughs> or you know round yeah. or over her shoulder it just it, it points to her with like a, a giant neon light and it's just like you you sucked all of the possible suspense out of this moment like it was it was just gone but the moment where i just completely lost all hope was when they first spend the night there um, and mm-hmm. like the big stuff happens during the night because the scary stuff's going to happen. It's a horror movie. As soon as we got to that and how ridiculous and over the top it was, and just how random it was, I was like, okay, this is garbage. Like I, I, I mm-hmm. I've lost all hope for the rest of this now. And sure mm-hmm. enough, it just got worse with the 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 backstory exposition scene in the middle, uh, which had a lot of CGI for a horror movie. Um, mm-hmm. and then you know everything that went down the end just ridiculous ideas it the last act felt more like an action movie oh yeah and i mean the whole like uh the whole character of frenchie feels really misplaced in this movie like he feels kind of like an act like you know like a almost like they're trying to get uh an ash character or something where you know he's kind of badass and has like you know some quippy lines and jokes that he's making towards the end and i mean Mm. you know i think that's a cool character in a different movie could have been cool but it felt kind of out of place uh, for this yeah I never, I never quite made the ash connection um i mean maybe ash would be going like a little too far but he's definitely you know making jokes and stuff more than yeah. you know kind of used to in like the I, you I know, conjuring universe kind of thing he's supposed to be charming i, I don't know if i initially found him charming <laughs> i guess is, is how it's i mean he's an interesting it. enough character at first but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, he's okay. He, he kind of has this problem, though, where he, he leaves the movie for a bit, and it's just kind of obvious how he's going to come back into it. There's, there's, you know, there's, there's, the, the, the movie's very predictable. As, as much as it does a lot of weird, random choices, the actual main beats and where it's going ultimately are very easy to plot out quite early on. You're like, oh, is this going to happen? Then that's going to happen. And blah 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 blah. Yeah. Boom. Oh, ties it to the Conjuring. Bye. Like yeah. that. There you go. That's the that's the yeah. movie in a nutshell. Oh, one thing that kind of bothered me is uh, none of the characters. I mean, and the characters are fine, but none of them felt like they were really acting appropriate. <laughs> like for a horror movie, like so much weird, creepy stuff is happening, and at any like at no point does anyone really acknowledge that. Like, oh hey, I think we're talking to a ghost right now, or oh hey, um, you know, really weird stuff is happening. I think we should stay here and follow these people. Like. It, it seems way too like easy for these people to just like go along with like the stuff that's happening yeah there's a lot of moments where it's like this is clearly not what it seems why are you just taking this at face value um and there's a couple of there's a couple of reveals here or there where as soon as something appeared for the first time i went well i know what this is or i know what this is going to turn out to be and sure enough that happened but it didn't you know it took another half hour it was like no, we'll, we'll come yeah. back to this later for you and, um, and it's hard to have. Is, mm-hmm. Let me go. Let me go. Yeah, mm. 
and, and it's fine to have like some of that stuff but you never really get characters reactions to it and like you know and and obviously you know uh the main characters are you know people of faith and stuff so i i guess you could say like oh well for them you know they believe in this stuff but it's still not a normal thing that people see every day like they should still have feelings about it be freaked out about it like want to talk about it and stuff it it just felt like they were like way too you know willing to go along for the ride especially you know considering the fact that they are only two people like you know they're not like calling in reinforcements or something yeah uh, I, I also think the structure's kind of a mess um it doesn't really feel like it builds that well like i, I kind of at one point I, I checked the time and i was like wait i've only got like 20 minutes of this left i don't, I don't feel it like we've built towards the, the, the conclusion yet and then i think my, my biggest problem is the direction and the the editing i, I think the plot is terrible and completely haphazard See? but i feel like you could make it into still a pretty entertaining horror movie just with better direction. Like if you if you actually filmed the scares properly, uh, probably if you pro- if you properly filmed the scares and it, it but it just it felt so jumbled. The the only kind of moments I even really liked was very early on, and when they first kind of arrived, there was a couple of shots from behind Father uh, Burke, who's the who's the, the, the you know the main main guy, um, were from behind because he was wearing a hat. There was kind of a cool like silhouette of him almost as he was walking towards things, you know, almost like Exorcist slash Noir kind of. Like it was, a, it was a kind of cool image, but that that was the, that was the yeah. extent of the nice imagery. Like it's mostly an ugly dark film that doesn't look that nice. It, um, yeah, like the, it, it always like feels really dark, and I mean, I I guess you can make the point that it's like, um, you know, it's in the fifties or in like a cathedral, it doesn't have like electric lights and everything. But I mean, yeah, still you can make it look a little better. Like, you know, it always kind of had this like annoying, like darkish bluish tint to it. Yeah, I mean, I think I think uh, a layman response to what we just said is it's a horror movie. It's supposed to be dark, uh, but there's there's good dark. There's there's the pr- appropriate amount of dark where you get the feeling of darkness without it feeling like because um, it can go opposite directions you can have something be pitch black with just the one little thing lit and that can look really good mm. because it looks shrouded in darkness whereas this does the thing where no you can see everything around the room pretty much it just looks really dull and yeah, kind of you know crappy uh, so when we say it looks dark we're saying it's the cinematography looks ugly is what we're saying it's not lit in a manner which is becoming <laughs> of a motion picture Yeah, <laughs> I guess is what I'm saying <laughs> yeah um, I mean, going back to the, um, like, you're saying that you didn't really like the plot. I would actually say that I like the plot, like, or at least the ideas in it. Like, the, you know, uh, main kind of, uh, like, idea as to, you know, what's going on in this cathedral and, you know, why they're there and to stop it and stuff. I was like, oh, this actually is, like, pretty cool and badass. I mean, it's that, just... That part, I'm not so, like, I'm not, I'm not that, I'm not, I don't find that part that problematic. My problem is, well, the backstory... And what they have to do in the last act to like oh sure to yeah. win if you will all that stuff is when I say when I say it's a terrible plot I'm talking about all that <laughs> oh yeah 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 that's fair like um again it's a little hard for me because there are um like ideas and everything in here that I like and um again just just this kind of aesthetic like you know obviously like the cinematography stuff aside like just the you know, like, the actual kind of, like, location is all stuff I like, because, you know, I like that Castlevania, like, kind of 
gothic Romanian stone walls, crosses, you know, demonic imagery, like that kind of stuff is my jam. And, you know, so like there was times like when I was looking at the movie that I was like, oh, like this stuff is cool. And it's <laughs> reminded me of other stuff that I liked. It's just, yeah, you kind of wish <laughs> it was better done. <laughs> I, f- I felt like it never really settled into the place though. Like it, it never treated the, oh, yeah. the, the Abbey as like a, as like a character itself. And what I mean by that is, I never really feel like I learned any of the geography. It just felt like, you know, generic like oh, cathedral yeah. rooms after generic cathedral rooms. Whereas I feel like in a good movie set in a building like this, where the whole movie's set in the building essentially, once they get there, is I feel like I, I want to learn some of it. Like, you know, the, the hotel and the shining, yeah, I, I can't map the whole thing, but I can say, Oh, I know that main lobby, I know where he you know, he typed, I know the kitchen area where the, the freezer was. Like there's a lot of key locations and then of course just a lot of hallways look the same, but there's a lot of things where I recognise where at the end of the film The Shining when he's rampaging through with the axe and whatnot, I'm like oh I know where this is and I know where Danny might go and hide whereas I'm watching this film and I don't remember a location from one, one scene to the next like it's just kind of all just generic yeah. forgettable and like, the locations are just there when it needs to be it doesn't fe- it just feels like oh we need this room now okay here like oh now we need you know this place to unlock this place it's like okay yeah just throw it in there it, and yeah, there are scenes where, you know, someone will be, like, running through a hallway and you're kind of like, where is this exactly? Yeah. It doesn't really... It doesn't really build at an appropriate pace either. I feel like it actually moves too quick. Like, you know, like, they're there and immediately stuff sure. starts happening and then it's the next day where they get separated and then immediately we're sort of diving into what ultimately is going to become the final act and it's like, give them time to get scared and creep creeped out by this. Give them time to... Like, oh, yeah. I feel like this should be a slow-paced, creepy movie and instead it's like... Boom, 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 boom. Don't get bored. Boom, 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 boom. Don't get bored. Please don't get bored. <laughs> well, it kind of feels like they, you know, they're kind of setting it up as like a mystery movie. Like it's like, okay, you know, why did this nun commit suicide? You know, why are we here at this place? And, but it never feels like it's, you know, taking its time and giving you clues and that they're trying well, to figure something out. It's like you kind of know exactly what's going on as soon as you're there. The Yeah, the biggest problem with what you just said, though, Tim, I agree that that's what it feels like it's supposed to be, but the problem is is that we know why the Lynn committed suicide because the opening scene is why. You oh, get sure, yeah. You get <laughs> it in the scene why she does it. The opening scene yeah. clearly, clearly makes it, you know, sh- it displays why she makes this choice. We completely understand what she did and why she did it. The characters don't know, so basing the entire movie around them investigating this is kind of weird. Like, how about instead of this, you don't show most of the opening scene, you just have, you know, friends you find in the body, and then we're like, oh, why is this happening? This is kind of weird. This is really, you know, a nun hung herself? What? Like, you know, why did she do that? And, like, what led to this? And then the creepy, like, elements around it, you know, there's a couple of little quirky moments to do with her death like our, our you know where our body is and you know weeks later there's still kind of blood which is weird and so on but yeah. like you could do something with it with the mystery but we know why she did it the entire time yeah. so but <laughs> so there's like you know two-thirds into the movie when when irene turns to Brooklyn and goes this is why she killed herself because of this and i'm like yeah we, <laughs> we've known that since the opening scene this yeah. is not this means nothing to us as the audience we know this already yeah, and that's kind of like the whole movie. There really isn't any like subtlety at all. Like, um, no, no. There's no. a one point, like it, at, at one point, they're talking to this character, and the character is so creepy. And instantly, in in the audience, you're like, "Well, that that's a ghost." They're talking to a ghost, uh, no, but the uh, characters hey. are still like, 
not only that, the voice this this person is putting on is the most over. <laughs> it sounds like the voice you do for the the creepy witch in a cartoon. Not not for oh, yeah, definitely like a yeah. proper movie. It's like yeah. welcome, yes. The sisters yeah. are praying. <laughs> yes. Oh my god! Shut up. But it, it's like you know, and again though, none of the characters ever react like, "Hey, so what's going on? We're talking to a dead person, right?" Like they're all just like can you tell us like what's going on right now <laughs> like it's like what is going on like you should act like real people like or or at the very least you know you have the father who's this you know you know investigator of like weird stuff like at least maybe having him some acknowledgement like you know like oh understand that you know we may be talking to spirits or something like mm. something it's just it's just so weird as the audience watching stuff that is so very clear like it's, not it's... right and the characters not accepting it especially since in this case the character we're looking at doesn't have a face like she's got a veil on yeah. like a, a black veil but like the, the lighting is so specific so we can't see a face right and all i could feel is like well surely if you're standing there like i get that this is the movie and you have to give it you know as a movie you have to give it some leeway but in this movie they played all these tricks with the lighting but the characters who are standing there should see things better than we do that's just the way you know yeah. the way eyesight works which just is better than, than what a camera can see um and you like things in a movie so that the camera picks up certain details and that makes your image and that's part of the, the craft that just makes sense but here like their face they're staring that you know that a couple of feet away from this character who's <laughs> and yeah it's dark but you literally can't make out a face at all there's no detail behind the veil and this does not strike either one of them as hey Maybe maybe that nun we were talking to was maybe not not real or a, you know not not a person or something something creepy's going on man and like you know some people might be like hey that's a, a spoiler but it's really not because as soon as you see it in the movie you know like okay yeah. this is not like a live person yeah that is immediately obvious the sec the second she starts speaking you know this is a person sitting there um. Yeah, and obviously we'll get into it more in spoilers, but there's this weird thing they do with, like, Irene's whole plot is that she's not taking her vows yet, so you kind of assume, like, just movie writing 101, character's not taking her vows yet to become a nun, she's not commi- made that final commitment, she's going to do that by the end of the movie, right? That's going to be how she, either how her story ends, or in this case, it's going to be kind of the commitment before the final big fight, if you will, and that's kind of what I think's funny about it, is that it treats the, the arc more like an action movie, where... She, she is basically going to the final act like I'm going to take my vows and I'm going to take on this nun bitch like that's basically how it plays in the movie she, I mean she doesn't you know she, she speaks a lot more calmly she's a nun but she, but that's essentially the gist of it and then it plays out like an action scene um, in my scripted review which will go up after this does I actually said um, it reminded me of like a like the fan stick like the effects everything that's happening at the end and it's like saving the world it's like proper like crappy fantastic four cgi levels of of nonsense <laughs> yeah. um and i yeah it was ugly as shit it was bad it was it was haphazard it was, it was messy the whole thing's messy mm-hmm. from direction to, to story beats this movie just sucks tim it flat out sucks mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean i think i had more fun with it uh than you like yeah i mean i'm not gonna say it was a good movie but i mean it, it did entertain me enough like <sighs> I, I wasn't angry after I saw it, but 
I feel like I was more disappointed because <laughs> I was like, oh man, there's a lot of stuff that I wanted to like. And, I think you know, it just didn't really pull through for me. Like I say, the big stuff that happened the first, like spending the night there, that's when I was out and I was like, this is this sucks. But I, I wasn't angry yet. It was when we got the flashback exposition where I, I turned to angry and I was like, oh God, no, it's one of these. <laughs> and then it, it just kept going from there. And I, I just got angrier See, as the movie went on. <sighs> See, like th- that stuff doesn't make me like angry because I like it. It's just like, like okay, like I like this idea, but it's just like this is such like a, a big thing. Like this could be its own movie. Like it, it, it just feels so shoehorned in. So I, I don't, don't know. It's more like I, don't know. <laughs> I just I don't think it works for a horror movie because I feel like once you show it this much, mm-hmm. it's you know it's a classic thing. Don't don't show the sh- show the shark, right? Sure. Yeah. You know, hide the shark. It's creepier. It's even more true when it comes to supernatural things. I think once you start showing the supernatural things out in the open and you explain it too much, you're not a horror movie anymore. I mean, you can do that in like a fantasy where you're, you're, in, a, you're in a magical world where everything's magic and that's, that's just part of the world. That's fine. But for me, the creepiness, the mystery, the dread is just completely gone once I get like the CG, like... Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, like the, the big CG opening. and you know, it's, it's one of the things that yeah. I don't like... Uh, it's actually it's funny. It's one of the things I don't like about the Hellboy movies is there's the, the all the CG sort of elements with the villains and stuff, <laughs> which I, I know you'll defend to the death, Tim. Um, but I yeah. mean, in general, CG isn't uh, the best yeah. ever. But <laughs> yeah, it's pretty rough here. It's it's definitely the most CG I've seen in a, a Bloomhouse movie. I'll say that for sure. Uh, yeah. Um. Well, uh, oh, actually, was this Blue oh, House? This was New Line. New Line, sorry, yeah. Is it still Blue? Blue? It's not Blue House, sorry. No, 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 no. It's not Blue House. That's my bad. Um, I just yeah, I Halloween said that because Blue House is everything. I get the Halloween trailer to me at the theater when I saw this. Yeah, oh, me baby. too. Oh, are you upset? I was mad. Well, I was trying to avoid it because it's like I I I saw people saying like. Oh, I got you the know, first like, one. Oh, like I didn't get the second one. I got the first one. Oh yeah, I, I got the new one. I was like, God damn it! Like, I purposely didn't watch this online because I didn't. Yeah, I know. Like, I want to try to avoid as much spoilers but, as possible. But, but at least it was really good, though, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, no. The yeah, the trailer was great. I mean, I'm very excited. But because you know, one of the things that I love about Halloween Four is the idea that the town is ready for him. So the idea that Laurie is ready for Michael and she's like built like almost Home Alone s traps <laughs> is freaking amazing. <laughs> I'm into this. Anyway, not to divulge any more interesting things, but on you go, yes. <laughs> um, I don't know if this was my theater or just the movie in general, but like, it seemed like the music was way too loud in this. Like, you know, we're already talking about how mm-hmm. it has like, you know, the typical cliche loud music uh, stings, uh, which is annoying, but whatever. You know, we're used to those in horror movies, but like, in here, I was like, this is way too loud. I, I don't know if. Yeah, it was a particular theater or not? Um, no, I agree with that. The mix was kind of off, and I think it, what's even worse about it is that a lot of the characters have accents, which you know I'm usually fine oh, yeah. with accents, but when you start making it harder to understand, it starts to make it difficult to to differentiate. Because other than Irene, everyone's got a, a, a thick accent of some kind. Uh, French, he's French Canadian, so he's got the accent. Um, I never actually caught where Brook was from, but it's a really thick European accent. Um, yeah. It was. I I didn't really like him to be honest uh, in this movie. Like I don't I don't think he's a bad actor, but he, yeah he again he he didn't really seem to fit to me because he just had this like very like, you know like I'm very serious uh, badass kind of guy. But it's like 
you know, he'd be saying, like, he talks like that, like, you know, even before, like, you know, shit's going down. Like, just, like, in general, I'm like, I don't know, I didn't like it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Irene's stuff is, is really thin, but there is kind of an attempt to have an arc. Bjork doesn't really have anything. He has, like, the one thing that he has as a character is that he's kind of haunted by this exorcism that failed, like, in the past. And but it's basically just an excuse to like separate him at some point so that he like he sees like glimpses of you know because the the nuns tormenting him with images of his his tormented past, like that that's like the only reason for it. It doesn't really go into it, and he doesn't really have an arc where he achieves like sort of enlightenment or peace because he helps fight the nun or anything like that. There's none of that. Yeah. And we talk about like uh before about how yeah like you never really get a sense of you know the place like also. Uh, there's like weird stuff that's happening in the village as well but like you never see it like you only see like a couple of tiny glimpses of the village and you can tell that something's wrong and people are blaming this cathedral for like other stuff that's going on but again there's no sense of like all right well what exactly is this place what what are the people like here how is it affecting them like there's it felt yeah. like there's no world building or anything no, there's, there's literally one scene it was actually really jarring because it just cut to french in a bar and they start talking yeah, about how bad things are. And I'm like, this is weird. This is just one scene. Again, it feels really, ham- you know, ham-fisted. Some base-level ideas they just threw in there and, like, didn't even bother redrafting the script. And it was just kind of... <laughs> I mean, pr- I, I, I have no... Like, I, I wonder, like, you know, since it is, like, a shared universe or something, I wonder, is this something that, you know, you place a lot of the blame on the director or is this a movie by committee kind of thing? Because it definitely feels like it has that, you know, mishmash uh, throwing a lot of mm. ideas out there kind of feel to it. So, I, I mean, speaking... I, I, again... I was going to say, speaking of the shared universe aspect of it, I, th- I think, I mean, this is kind of a good thing in a way because you can just happily ignore them all, but I do think the Annabelle movies and this now especially feel completely inconsequential to the Conjuring movies. Like, you you oh, sure, they yeah. do not matter they do not matter at all and uh, and, th- and this is where like we're calling it a shared universe but honestly it's not really a shared universe there's the conjuring movies and then there's spin-offs because they're the main thing yeah. and then the other movies are clearly just these little side stories that don't really matter in the grand scheme of things yeah th- that's a very good point yeah they're basically just spin-off movies yeah because yeah, I mean, at the end of this it's, it's, you know, like, it's fun but yeah, at the end of this, it's like, well, what was the the point of this? Really, it didn't really add anything to the overall thing. I'll give it some credit. It kind of sidesteps like one of the things that I hate about uh, both Ouija Origin of Evil and Annabelle Creation being prequels. That is, um, but it still has to do the thing at the end where it's like, oh no, and here's how it connects to the Conjuring because that has to happen. Um, yeah. And then ultimately, it's like, well, it didn't really matter then, right? <laughs> like, that, we're never going to see these characters again, or or whatever. So. Yeah. You know the the yeah the problem with the connecting it though is like they they have to make it like so clear how it's connected uh like to the point where they're like all right well we're just gonna show you the scenes from the conjuring where that where it connects because we're not sure if you're getting it like yeah it's like all right you, like, you could have just let it be this nice little easter egg that i would have read some online article about oh did you catch this yeah. like <laughs> that's the thing i feel like I would have respected this film a little bit more had I went and seen, uh, you know, next time I watched the Conjuring movies and I, I noticed this, I'd have been like, oh, that, okay, yeah. like that was still a shit movie, but that was a nice little way to tie it in. But instead, <laughs> yeah. they actually have to just cut to the scene, and it's just kind of like, okay, <laughs> you're spelling it out for me, okay. Yeah, 
<laughs> fine, fine, fine. But e- even the final little, because obviously it's like there has to be the final little sort of swerve to connect it, right? That final little swerve is so quick and just immediately out of nowhere that it's just like, oh, okay, <laughs> that's how we're yeah. doing it. Okay, fair enough. Um, and one last thing, uh, I I would mention. Uh, I I won't name the specific movie because I don't think you've seen it yet. But the oh. like the ending, uh, I was like, oh. Well, they're just doing the ending of this movie. That was, that was kind of a ripoff uh, to me, but I'm assuming it's a recent movie. Since you said you said you phrased it that way, you've not seen oh. it yet. As if, oh, it's well, something we'll be getting no. to soon. Oh no, it's a it's a movie from the '90s. But I'm, I'm okay. pretty sure I All asked right. you about it before, and you said, "Oh no, I've never seen that." Oh, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, that that case, I won't guess it. Because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> I was racking up, oh, what, what new releases are we waiting for home release on that I've not seen? Uh, but okay, uh, so we'll go spoilers. Let's, let's do full spoilers then yeah. from from here on out. Well, goddamn, I I I want to start immediately at the because everyone knows I hate the scene in supernatural horror movies in the middle where the character goes to research the thing, and there's a little bit of that in this with uh, Father Burke. They find some books and there's a name of the demon, and he's like, now. That's not as bad as it normally is because he's not got a library, he's not got a computer. <laughs> I mean, it's the fifties for a start, but you know, he just, doesn't do a Google search. Yeah, it's just a little bit of reading. However, the accompanying part of this is Irene's talking to one of the nuns, which is one of the other big problems I had. Is it felt really weird to me that there was like no peep of anyone, but then once she went through that gate into the you know the no man allowed part of the, the convent, that all of a sudden there's all these nuns, which of course turned out to be a twist that almost all of them weren't really there, if not any of them. Yeah. <laughs> they're, all, they're, they're all just figments of the, the nuns ghosting or whatever. Right, fine. But she sits and gives her this ridiculous backstory to the convent <laughs> and how they first you know, trapped the demon. But the problem is, is that not only do we hear this, we get a flashback as she's saying it, and we see uh, like the Knights of the Crusade rush in and they, they stop these evil people from raising raising the nun. And there's literally a hellmouth, right? Just like the head television show, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. There's a hellmouth in the basement of this place. And we see the spirit coming through. And it's, again, it's CG. The, the, even the crack in the, 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 the circle of the, the concrete CG, it all looks really bad. And the spirit's coming through. But then the knights burst in and they, they kind of, you know, slash stabbing everyone. And then they bring out the blood of Christ, Right. Now, Jesus. <laughs> now this is ridiculously over the top, but I can forgive it at this point because at this point it's like okay, this is still meant to be like thousands and thousands of years ago, right? Well, not not thousands and thousands, no more than two, <laughs> because if yeah. we go if we go be Christianity, <laughs> it's right, only been yeah. about two thousand or so years. Um, but so the brain of the blood of Christ is oh the blood of Christ, you know, sealed it and kept it, and that was fine. And for we had the convent here to like keep the evil at bay, but it was actually okay for a long time. But then, because of the bombings during, I assume World War Two, um, that kind of like opened the, the portal back up. And <laughs> this is the problem. I feel like as soon as we start talking about literal portals that we can go and look at, I'm like, okay, there's no mystery in this anymore. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that that sucked. I hated it so much. Also, it's kind of they make it sound like uh, you know they're trying to open this portal back up and unleash hell on earth, like which this is way too high of stakes for a conjuring movie like we're used to you know people being possessed and like you know families being haunted uh you know we're not used to potentially opening up hell on earth like that yeah. is like way way too much <laughs> we're, we're also yeah because the stakes in this one are literally we have to save the world 
Well, that is that is the yeah. stakes. <laughs> like, if we don't stop her, the world's going to be doomed. And this is the other thing. It doesn't really like this was a much much bigger problem than Annabelle, admittedly, where I felt Annabelle wasn't the movie it was supposed to be because it wasn't really about the creepy doll, right? And that was a big big deal, at least for me. This movie, it doesn't it isn't as guilty of that, but I still felt this weird disconnect where I didn't feel like the nun in this really acted or did what the nun in The Conjuring Two really did. Like in The Conjuring Two, sure. so 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 the, so the ending just to mention this to, for context, it, it turns out Frenchie just before they defeat the nun, or the nun passed on into Frenchie, and Frenchie's possessed, and that's one of the the, the people in the slide show in the first Conjuring movie, right? And then Conjuring Two, the nuns kind of stalking the, the Warrens because they they you know they they exercised her, and that's kind of why she's sort of stalking them. Which, by the way, still leaves that kind of unfulfilled in terms of like there's probably still more to do with her in like you know post Conjuring Two, but whatever. But I never really felt like in this one like she's literally trying to get out and like you know, you know, destroy the world. <laughs> like I I just never felt like it was the same character or motivation. It just it felt different, even though she looked the same. Well, yeah, I mean, what I got from the other movies is that she wants to, like, corrupt uh, souls. So, mm. like, why can't it just be, like, you have this cathedral with, like, you know, very holy, devout people and then, you know, like, a demon that's trying to corrupt them? Like, why do you have, like, such crazy big stakes? <laughs> yeah, I've, I don't know. But, so, so okay, I accepted the blood of Christ because it was thousands of years ago, whatever. It's, it's closer to the, 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 you know, the the crucifixion and so on sounds like you went through a baptism accepted <laughs> 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 the blood of Christ but um I okay oh that's the first this point however when we get to the final act of the movie and like we have to stop her somehow they've got this mysterious key and then they open it you know because because this is the thing they, they, they pick the reason why they, they sent her here is because she's had visions as a child so that she's got like a, a a supernatural ability or connection right she's kind of a psychic and she's been getting these visions of oh mary will point the way and the statue points to where the key goes in and she opens the key and the, the, the rock opens and what do they find they find the blood of christ they literally have the blood of Christ at the end of this movie. And not only that, when she uses the blood of Christ, she puts it in her mouth and spits it at the nun. She literally has the, the blood of Christ in her mouth and spits it in the face of the nun. That is how she defeats her at the end of the movie. I'm sorry. I, mean, I would argue she spits CGI blood at the nun, but... Was it CGI? I didn't even notice that. In the oh, scene. It, I mean... Um... Maybe I'm wrong, but to me, it looked very CGI. I feel like it would be hard to do CGI in this case, though, because spitting's. It, surely it's, well, it's, 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 surely... it's like a very. It's close up on her face, and like yeah. it's coming at like the screen. I don't know. To me, it looked very fake. It may, it may have been. I maybe maybe I just it was like the slow down effect or something. Yeah, I didn't notice it, but maybe it was just the fact that it was so close up and slowed down. It just looked kind of unnatural. But it, you may be right. It may have been True. CG. I just didn't notice it. But um, I feel like it would just be easier, though, to just give her some red liquid and <laughs> say hair spit <laughs> sure yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that just feels easier to me especially since the shot's not actually like aiming like again because it's coming towards the camera you don't have to actually have to cover the other actor with with blood you can just you know yeah. have her spit into the air essentially but it's like how much of this do they have like does the Vatican just have like a bunch of blood lying around and it's like this it's this little it, it looks kind of like a vial inside of like a bottle yeah. or something like it doesn't like it's not like a big bottle that's you know filled to the brim 
which you know when she spits it out she spits a lot out and you know it's like you know a little trickle or something it, it does not feel like there's that much in there yeah no she, she has tons of it in her mouth it is it's hard to swallow no pun intended uh, it, it, the whole <laughs> the whole thing is just is just um it's just silly and then when she's when the nun's defeated like because the, the where, where the hellmouth is it's all watery right now and the water starts doing a whirlpool and again it's cg and the nun's like sucked <laughs> yeah. into the middle of the whirlpool and it's just so over the top and in and just kind of obnoxiously it's like they're going for spectacle but it just looks ugly and it's like spectacle is the last thing i want in a horror movie it's the wrong genre oh definitely spectacles yeah. action spectacles um you know sweeping science fiction and so on not horror like the end of a superhero movie when you have like you know the big swirling light in the sky or something hence why like, i compared yeah, to fantastic four <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you, you don't want that in a horror movie and especially when you think of all like you know the horror movies uh you know that you like from the you know 80s or what have you, you you know you think of these big endings but it'll be someone chasing someone or you know like uh like you know just like there's always like usually a lot of running chasing or you know fighting one-on-one or something but yeah you don't think of these big gigantic you know set pieces and like you know tons of uh cgi and like stuff like that and pe- like, people flying around weird. and you know yeah. you know getting thrown up against walls and stuff it's just it's so loud and over the top and it's like they just don't know how to be either creepy or intense because it's not intense it, i mean it's boring i was just bored though like the last half of this movie i was waiting for it to end uh, i mean to be fair I, I wouldn't really say i ever got that bored with it because uh, i mean at least there is like stuff going on like it's you know not really handled that well but I don't know. Like, it, it, I never really got to that part where I was bored. There's, there's a point where, if you're not invested anymore, like, it just feels like you're going through the motions, and that's kind of how it felt oh, with sure. you know the, the last yeah. chunk of the movie to me. Uh, super rough. I oh my god, that that flashback and then the, the whole blood of Christ stuff at the end, <laughs> uh, and then the big CG whirlpool. Yeah. All of it just oh, not feeling it. Yeah, and the yeah, and like uh, the people I, I went to the movies with, like yeah, you know, we're talking about it afterwards, and it was kind of just like, all right, so like is it every time there's like an earthquake or you know some type of disturbance is this thing just gonna open back up um (laughs) i think at least romania is not an earthquake prone part of the world yeah i think the village got that going for them (laughs) so that's kind of nice um yeah and the now i i so like the part of it i do like like i i do think it is a cool idea that you have this like twisted whatever he was like duke or, or marquis or something that like you know builds his own church like to worship demons and then the church like goes in and takes it over and you know sanctifies it and then you know you you need a constant rotation of nuns to constantly be praying over it like to uh you know keep the demons at bay uh mm. well i guess that kind of happens later once the how mouth like breaks open or whatever but like that idea in of itself i think is pretty cool but like you said, uh, you know, they rush over it so quick and then they actually show it in a flashback with like, you know, like, a you know, Catholic knights, <laughs> you know, bursting in and like, yeah, all of that stuff like is just way too much. And then, yeah, adding <laughs> the blood of Christ and everything. It's like, uh, I was like looking at it. I'm like, oh, I, the, I like this idea, but yeah, you're just going way over the top <laughs> with yeah. it. 
because uh, there's a scene when we don't know and I say we don't know we knew but all, all the nuns are, are praying right because it's, it's getting so bad that there's every single nun there's praying and then Irene like you know kneels down in the middle so, and she's in white because she's not a full nun yet she's in white where everyone else is in the you know, traditional black and you know a little bit of white and she, she's sitting she's kneeling down and they're all praying and there's this big moment in the middle of this where the camera's like in a bird's eye view and all of the nuns around her all get thrown around to the sides of the rooms like a circle they all just expand yeah. outwards and get thrown away from her and she's left in the middle and I'm like this is just so ridiculous and over the top and all I could think was if you want to do a creepy scene where she's praying she's, she's got her eyes closed like have something creep up behind her do, do something like <laughs> you know and then when, when, yeah. the, when the other characters like finally burst in because uh, you know, Bjork's getting attacked by the the, the zombie of like the the, the the nun, the you know the one who killed herself. Oh, okay, yeah, the the one that hung. Herself. Yeah, she she's like zombified now, and friend she like shows up to save him. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, and that's how he comes back into it, and th- then they come, they finally come into the the main chapel area, and she's like, oh, we were praying with the nuns, and she's uh, what nuns? It's like they were here, and I'm like. Hmm. Oh, movie, you got me. What what a great twist. Yes, the nuns weren't really there the whole time. I just, oh, dear. And I think the big problem with that as well, again, showing us that opening scene, because the opening scene, which we never really, you know, we kind of mentioned it in spoiler-free, but we didn't really, obviously because it was spoilery, but the the opening scene is basically the, the, what appears to be the two final nuns at the convent trying to, like, close off the door that's, you know, you know God stops here, that's behind this door is where the, the hell mouth is. And... You know the the older nun gets killed, and she basically says to her, "Hey, like, if you this thing, the nun wants to leave in someone's body. You you know what you have to do if if I don't like put this at bay, and that's why she kills herself because if she doesn't kill herself, she'll be possessed, and then the nun will get to leave. That's what she doesn't want, and we know that in the opening scene. We get that in the opening scene, but not only do we know that, completely killing all the mystery of what the characters are investigating." We also get the feeling that this is the final two nuns. This is the last stand. So everything, like, as soon as all these other nuns appeared, I went, this feels weird. This feels unnatural that they're here. This is probably, yeah. you know, not real. This is probably a vision or a haunting or, or whatever. So, Yeah, it, it, it's very strange because it's called The Nun. Uh, and from what we know of the Conjuring movies, you know, The Nun is this demon dressed like a nun. But then there's also a lot of other nuns in it. Uh, so it's kind of weird to be like, all right, well, there's these other creepy nuns, but I don't know, are are they all possessed by this demon, or you know, it, like all the like, oh, okay, all the other nuns are ghosts, but like some of them are still acting creepy, and it's like, well, why aren't you just trying to help them at this point? I, I tell you like, what, we're talking about that, like that one nun in the beginning that you know they talk to that's like obviously mm-hmm. dead. Like, why are you being so cryptic and, like, trying to turn people away and telling them to leave when, like, shouldn't... I mean, you know, we see the other ghost nuns are praying and stuff, so we know that the dead nuns can be helpful. So why don't you try to help them at that point and well, say, hey, here's what's going on? I would have to assume that the dead nuns praying weren't actually doing anything. That was just all an act. Okay, but they're not trying to scare people or warn them away. Oh, like, sure. They're still, you know, there and... Like you know, they're they're not actively working against. I I, I don't know if the whole thing is just a ruse to like get Irene into the place where she wants her, so she can eventually take her over. Like if it's like just putting her into the fear, because you know, by the, by the time she starts praying, she's very like terrified. So I, I guess that was kind of the point. But 
I'll tell you what, Sister Act 3 really took a turn. I, I was not expecting this out of the film. I'll, I'll say that much. Um, I mean, I guess if I would, again, just to, the one positive I'll give over Annabelle outside of the main actress who I, I do like would probably be that at least there is a lot of nuns. There's a lot of nunning yeah. happening as opposed to Annabelle where the doll was like almost forgotten. It's just like sitting there. And most of the stuff yeah. in Annabelle was just a demon doing things. It was like, oh, well, that's not the movie anyone wanted from this. Uh, yeah. And don't get me wrong, this is shit, but at least it's it is a nun movie. <laughs> <laughs> I can't yeah. dispute that. Yeah, I mean, if you want creepy nuns, like it definitely will give you that. Um, one scene that like made me laugh um, is uh, the scene where Father Burke uh, gets tossed in the coffin, and uh, Irene uh, just, just for is kind of context. This was the the first night to stay over. This was the big sort of section yeah. I was talking about where I lost all hope. So continue. Yeah, and so and, and Irene is like searching the castle's uh, grounds, and because of course, like again, you know, super creepy stuff is going on, but she's just kind of like. Oh hey, where's that nun going? I'll, I'll I'll go follow her, even though she's being very creepy and not saying anything when I called her. Like, all right, sure, but uh, yeah. She, so she's away from the graveyard, and like uh, Father Burke is, you know, trapped in a coffin, like six feet underground, yelling, and like all of a sudden Irene turns and she goes like, Father Burke, like she heard him, but it's like there there's or I think she hears like the bell ringing and is just instantly like Father, like. There's we no way say, you would instantly assume. Yeah, we should, we should explain the bell thing. So they they set up early on that all the graves have these little bells attached. And the idea was is that during the plague, people were terrified that they'd be buried by accident because they'd appear to be dead and then turn out not to be dead. Yeah. So they could ring Which a bell. Which is a true thing. Uh, I've oh, heard, yeah. Uh, you know, stories about that. Yeah, I mean, that sounds believable to me. I mean, it's just kind of a, a, a creepy thought. and Obviously, these days, we have enough testing to not, not worry about it, but I, I get that in a simpler time, this was probably a concern, right? Yeah. But, and I'm like, okay, so that's set up for later. Someone's going to be in a grave later, and they're going to ring the bell. I was expecting that to be much later and be, like, a big thing in the third act. Instead, it's like... It's like 20 minutes later, like, you know, the first big scary thing that happens. And even his whole thing, he starts chasing the boy that he failed to exercise. And that's how they trick him. And he ends up in the graveyard and he just falls in the, the grave and then it just appears dirt over the top of him. And I'm like, what? Can, can the nun just, like, make more, like, just make things appear and happen? Like, it's one thing for them to manipulate what's there and around them. It's another thing to actually just make dirt appear like six feet of dirt just appear on top of them yeah, <laughs> yeah. like I, 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 that's creating matter <laughs> like <Yeah>. so <laughs> i was i don't know what's the rules here what's the rules for what the nun can do I, it was kind of unclear and you know i love rules tim and horror movies especially I supernatural know. horror movies you know i love the rules yeah. <laughs> so i can understand what's going on and have, have a, a clear footing of what the the parameters are and what the character's chances of, of winning are. Um, but for, uh, I, uh, I agree. And then, of course, she's able to dig him out like pretty quickly. <laughs> like, yeah. And uh, and again, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, she digs him out and it's just like, what happened? And, you know, it's kind of just like, oh, like, don't worry about it. Like, again, like at this point, you know, you dug him out. It's daytime. Both of you should be like, Let's get the hell out of here. Like, this is going to require, like, you know, l let's bring back that Christian army we saw in the flashback <laughs> or something. Because, 
you know, yeah. here's here's another thing. Like, I feel like this movie just goes for this really generic route where it wants to have some characters come in and have some creepy stuff happening. And I feel like there's so many different hooks you could have, like so many different like takes in this where like, okay, let's make it interesting. What if the entire what if he actually died there, right? And what if the rest of the movie Irene was just completely on her own and it had to do a movie with just her being completely isolated here? And it's like a psychological thing because the ghost is messing with her. That could be interesting. That could be like a, a different take on it. That could make it more unique. Um, you yeah. you could do a bunch of things that make it more unique. And and like I say earlier on, it it it, it blunders so many moments. Like the, the the image of a nun hanging out of a cathedral, right? That should be like a big moment in terms of an image, right? That as an image, that should be something that should look. Uh, disturbingly haunting and like you know, like it should have all these qualities to it and instead the actual shot of her hanging there with her like half of her face kind of like you know like bloody and like snapped off it's just kind of like eh it just look it doesn't really have any moment to it and I feel like no no any yeah. other movie I can just I can see this wide shot of like it hanging there and again pacing is just a big thing I think and I don't think this is. I think the the hollow was better than this. Don't get me wrong. I I didn't like that movie that much. I thought it was kind of mediocre. But I feel like this has no pacing in it scenes at all. The pacing is atrocious. And and well, I I think at least with the you know the hollow, like it feels like yeah, you you get a clear sense of what the movie is and what the plot is, and like you know you don't really have like a lot of questions and stuff afterwards. Like there's like um maybe like you know kind of one ambiguous thing. <clears throat> you know that that you wonder about but it's on purpose like this there's just so much of like well wait why do they do that and like oh yeah like how comes that happened and you know it, it's just it just feels so messy <laughs> yeah it, it's a rough time it's a rough time is there anything else you want to talk about with the time before we, <laughs> before we uh, I, I really want to know if uh, Frenchie stole that shotgun or if he asked the barkeep if he could have it <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. I for- I forgot about that. Yeah, he just there's a shotgun. You see it behind the bar, kind of shot of a dead style, and then he just has the shotgun later on. And all I could think was, yeah, what's that going to do? You're fighting a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> it's useless. I, I, well, mean, I mean, amusingly, it, the the one corporeal thing to fight, the the, the zombified thing, he uses a, a melee weapon. He like hits it with a shovel and says, "No, I'm saving the shotgun for emergencies." And then he yeah. never fights anything else. It's solid. Everything else is like a ghost or incorporeal. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, again, going back to like the whole like, man, this just feels out of place. Like, you have the scenes where you know the nun is attacking Frenchie, and the nun is like you know full on conversing at this point, which. I, uh, which yeah, I feel like we haven't really. I don't know if we've seen that. Like in uh, the yeah. other movies, she's always been like silent. I think right. Yeah, don't have her talk. It's uh, just a bad idea. Yeah. But you know, she's like you know talking like you know like oh like you know you miserable little Frenchman, and then like you know you have Frenchie being like I'm French Canadian, and it's like again like w- like what are these like action lines like where <laughs> like you know this that, doesn't belong in this movie hell, that's basically his arc outside of the fact that he leaves and then he comes back because he's worried about them right his entire arc is that early on in the film he says to them i'm actually french canadian but don't tell anyone and at the end he's like no i'm french canadian he accepts who he is <laughs> yeah that's it like that that would some that's like something like Wolverine would say in like an X-Men movie or, or some shit. Like, it, it just feels like so out of place. It's like, is, what is, is going Wolverine French-Canadian? I thought it was just Canadian. Not French-Canadian, but yeah. he's Canadian. But, you know, he, he always has like, you know, jokes like that when 
you know, people call him like a you know stupid American or something. Actually, I'm Canadian, <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah, I, I, I was disappointed, <laughs> unfortunately. Well, with that, Timmy, I think we should rate the film. So, what what are you rating the nun? Uh, I mean, I'm not. Obviously, it's gonna be low. I'm not. I'm not gonna go like as low as possible though, because there was still, you know, like some uh, enough imagery stuff and ideas in there that I liked. And uh, again, I, I wasn't bored throughout it, but uh, yeah, it, it just feels like such a mess and a lot of wasted opportunities. But I'd still give it a, I guess, just a, a solid four. Uh, it's. Yeah, that's I don't know. It's 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 a shame. Yeah, Joe, it's funny. I I I was actually thinking of my rating as I was watching it, and it was basically ticking down the more it went because <laughs> at the start I was like, oh this could be good, then I was like, nah it's probably just mediocre, yeah. and then it got worse, and I was like ah, oh. I think I think I'm going to go with a three, three out of ten. I'm not going lower. Because I've seen more offensively worse. Ultimately, it was one sure. of those. It was like one of those like mainstream movies that's just super, super, super mediocre. But to the point of like being really bad. The direction is particularly quite bad, actually. But uh, yeah. And that's... it's like, and and you know, like again, like I had like a little bit more hope because you know, if the second Annabelle movie was just as bad as the first, then it kind of would have been like, all right. Uh, these movies I, I guess I know what these movies are but since like Annabelle Creation was like a, an actual surprising like uptick in the movies I was kind of like oh well hey maybe we're on a roll here but I don't know I'm assuming they're probably going to want to do more um, so well, I hope that this was like a outlier if they do well the, the, they threatened us with a Crooked Man movie which was another Conjuring 2 right, character right. so that's coming presumably still um, the Nun actually had the highest opening weekend of any Conjuring Universe movie, I oh, believe. Wow. <laughs> so there's a good chance we'll get the Nun two uh, back in the habit. So we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll see how that goes. Um, I so I mean I, I guess that disputes what I said earlier. We will see some of these characters again because both Irene and Burke survive. But the thought of like wanting a sequel, I'm like, do I want to see these two go and fight another demon or something? And would it even be them? Because it's the nun again. If anything, the more interesting to do with the nun would be to actually just make the nun the main villain from Con of Conjuring Three, right? Because it's personal to the Warrens yeah. because she was like kind of stalking them from afar. Um, and maybe that is the Conjuring Three. I don't know. But yeah, but it made a lot of money, so this Conjuring universe is not going anywhere. Like for better or worse, <laughs> it's sticking around. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, no, nah, hated the movie, basically. <laughs> hated it. It was shite. So, uh, that brings... Oh, that's a cat. Uh, that brings an end to the discussion of The Nun. It is worth mentioning, uh, I will have a short, spoiler-free, scripted review up in the next couple of days. Uh, you can check that out as well. Um, and get, give it a bit of love, if you want. But uh, that'll be up. And you can, of course, support us over on patreon.com. Uh, slash TV. I'm just getting up now as I'm saying it and you can do that you can get us on Twitter at Streams Midnight if, of course you know we love you checking these places out because you can support us um, and keep keep the podcast coming and keep keep the conversations going um, and that's pretty much us obviously we're getting very close to October 
um, and it's worth mentioning, uh, they're not quite live yet, they'll be live in the next couple of days, but the, the voting, the Patreon voting, because every month our patrons, at the $5 tier, get to vote in an episode for the following month. They get a choice of four films, usually there's a theme, you know, it'll be all werewolf movies, all, all zombie movies, whatever it is, and they'll get to vote and watch one we do for the following month on an episode. For October, since this is, this is September, voting for October, like last year, we're going bigger, we're going more special, and there's three votes. There's two for patrons, and there's one for everyone. There's one that's a public vote. And I will make sure the link to that public vote is in the li- is in the description for this once it goes up. It's not up at the time this posts, uh, but it will be here in a couple of days, and I'll make sure it's in the rest of the episodes for the month. And you can check out you can check out uh, that. I can tell you the three votes now, the themes of the three votes. One's, one's a franchise starter, uh, which will sort of dictate another franchise that will start soon and work on on throughout the next half year full year depending on how long the franchise is and uh then the other one's the universal monsters vote uh you got your not the mummy because we did that already but you get frankenstein your dracula your invisible man your wolf man and that'll be a vote and then the free vote that's open to the public for everyone uh will be horror anthologies that'll be the vote that's that one so um look out for that in the next couple of days and you can can vote in that and uh so you get a taste of the voting uh for everyone because since it's october and you know it's the time to be jolly and chillery and spooky <laughs> spookery uh because it's fun and scary and halloween yay new halloween movie i'm excited tim uh so that is uh that is us I have Cephalic Pod. And of course, October is also the October Thon, in which we do a bunch of extra episodes where we pump out them every other day almost in October um, to celebrate the month of Halloween and the shape. Yeah. So. And, and you, know, you know, we're watching a bunch of extra movies and everything, uh, so maybe people can tell us what they're watching. You know, mm. they can tweet at us or comment. You know, that'd be uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Join so, the Facebook group. You know, use usually a big. You know, October thread on that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all, all good advice. So that is us. That has been Screams After Midnight. So thank you very much for watching, guys. Uh, we appreciate it, lads. Uh, or listening. Like and subscribe. All the usual stuff. Let us know what you thought of the nun in the comments. But that is us. And of course, we did review Conjuring 1 and 2 and both Annabelle movies last year. Uh, so you can find them in the, the, the horror playlist. I'll have, I'll have to start... A, we've got a, a, a horror franchise playlist. It's just all the like all the movies that have a lot of sequels. I feel like at this point that the Conjuring universe should probably just be added to that playlist so that all, all five of them are together. Yeah. Uh, but hey... That is that is us. So thank you once again for watching and listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies, guys, and we'll see you next time.